0: And I'm Elena. And welcome to History Honeys. The
1: podcast where a married couple teaches each other about cool stuff in the past.
0: I think you deserve some flowers.
1: I'm getting flowers?
0: Yeah, I think, but... You
1: never get me flowers. That's
0: not true. It's rare. Well, I'm just curious what you would like. What are some of your favorite flowers?
1: Uh, I like lilacs, but they you can't, like, get those in, like, a bouquet.
0: That's true, that's true. Uh, and I like
1: pansies, but you can't get those in a bouquet.
0: Okay, how about carnations? You can get those uh, in a
1: bouquet. They're okay. Okay? They're okay.
0: Well, I hope you like the rest of this episode, because it's about them.
1: Oh. Uh, it tastes kind of a boring flower.
0: Well, it's actually about the carnation revolution, so... so is that about flowers? No, no, it was mostly about overthrowing the government.
1: No, Why did they, they name it after Flowers.
0: That's one of the topics we will be covering. Oh,
1: okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad this... I will learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: This is about the the 1974 coup that uh, led to the current government of Portugal. Oh! Shout out to the country that apparently has the most downloads of our show, Portugal.
1: Even outside the U.S.?
0: Including the U.S.
1: Including, like... We have more listeners in Portugal than in the U.S.
0: That's what the statistics tell me. They really Um, listen when you say to to tell the the grocery store clerk.
1: Yeah, Yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe they actually follow my instructions (laughs) of telling their baristas. You know, unlike everyone else.
0: So let's start with the government that got overthrown, shall we? Okay. Gotta have a little bit of that background.
1: Yeah, the beginning.
0: For about 50 years or so. Portugal was led by a dictatorial regime called the Estado Novo, the the Second Republic. Uh Uh-huh. The Estado Novo was founded in 1933 by Antonio de Oliveira Salazar. He took over after about 10 years of a predecessor, uh, uh, not knowing really what to do after that coup. Then Salazar turned it into Estado Novo. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're talking about uh, uh, a European power that, that rose in the 20s and 30s, nationalist, right wing, uh, very repressive of any sort of political thought, uh, you know, anti-democratic, a lot of censorship in the media, uh, explicitly anti-communist, uh, uh, anti-socialist, but a lot of my sources are really hesitant to call it fascist. I don't know why like
1: <laughs> it it sounds it sounds
0: very <laughs> but like one source is like but she didn't find any big mass graves like in Spain next door like don't, if that's where you're drawing the line that is not good enough I'm sorry. Yeah. To to talk about how uh much control there was in Estado Novo, it was illegal to join other political parties. A later reform did make it okay, but only during election season was it allowed. Oh, uh, Now, opposition candidates always withdrew before election day so that uh, the, the whole farce of this rigged election, they, they would not be part of it as a, a legitimizing thing for the regime.
1: Did Were they, like, ever heard from again?
0: <laughs> uh, it depends on if they stayed in the country or not. Mm. Uh, power was maintained by the, the secret police. Uh, they went through a lot of different names over the decades. Uh, the one they held for longest was P-I-D-E. At the end, they were known as D-G-E. So whenever I use those, I'm, it just means secret police.
2: Okay. Okay
0: uh they they surveilled citizens they kept dossiers on anyone critical of the regime uh held political prisoners in in jail without you know any sort of due process of course and uh later they they were responsible for murdering uh an opposition leader named Delgado in Spain mm-hmm. so you know even though he was in exile they killed him anyway De- Delgado was uh, a big critic of Estado Novo now, in 1968, Salazar had a stroke and was succeeded by Marcelo Caetano. Uh, Caetano tried to do some limited reforms, but nothing really substantive. And uh, a lot of Salazar's old guard was still in the government and they resisted him at every turn. Now, one thing I think people forget about Portugal is that it was a major colonial power.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like the first...
1: Yeah. <laughs> very
0: much so uh i mean up to this point portugal had been maintaining overseas colonies for about 450 years uh you know starting off in the age of discovery that they they were the first uh european power to have colonies in africa and even though everybody else was giving them up uh granting independence you know there's this huge wave of independence movements in the 50s and 60s uh, India, obviously, most of Africa. Portugal's not having that. Mm-hmm. They they kept them on hand. Uh, even from international pressure, you know, all their friends in NATO, like, come on, you're making us all look bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they
1: That's said. That's exactly
0: what it sounded like.
1: Word for word, quote.
0: So, uh, obviously, Brazil, the, the most famous and largest uh, uh Portuguese colony had been independent for a long, long time by then. But Mozambique, Angola in Africa, Macau in China, sort of. It's like a Hong Kong situation. Uh, Several enclaves in India, East Timor by uh, Indonesia, and and there were some other little bits here and there, right? Mm. Now, independent India had uh, annexed Portugal's enclaves there, and nationalist movements began in Mozambique, Angola, and uh, what is now Guinea-Bissau. At the time, often just called Guinea or Portuguese
2: Guinea.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the the three big uh, African holdings. Now, as a founding member of NATO, Portugal enjoyed U.S. support in keeping their colonies. Uh, just a lot of U.S. guns, U.S. Uh, aid, clear military. Yeah. Now, the guerrillas, especially in Angola, also had U.S. support. Oh, uh, in order to bleed basically the, the USSR, who was supporting other independence uh, uh, guerrillas in Angola, nice sort of Charlie Wilson's wore it up. If you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, 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 and also like hey, history marches on; they're going to be independent anyway. Let's make sure the pro-U.S. independence forces win.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's the Cold War. It's yeah, That's, yeah.
0: Henry it's, Kissinger is in office right now. These are, this is the consideration.
2: These, these are the things.
0: Now, guerrillas in all theaters had USSR, Cuban, and East European support. You know, uh, liberating the the colonized and oppressed worldwide was good practice for them. Uh-huh. Uh, the history of Cuban involvement in, uh... Like, anti-colonialist war is really interesting, and maybe I'll get to it someday, but yeah.
1: Yeah, you should do an episode. They
0: sent a lot more doctors than guns. That's good! Yeah. By the 70s, the war was very, very unpopular. Uh, It cost, uh, some sources say, about 40% of the Portuguese budget. Some say a majority of, like, the Portuguese state budget went to these wars. And conscription expanded. People getting drafted to go fight in Africa
2: mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, People getting drafted to fight overseas anywhere, not very popular in the 1970s.
1: Yeah. People no, don't like it very much. No, they don't.
0: A conscription was even used as punishment that young people faced for speaking against the government. Uh, you, you join some sort of activist student group, you might just get scooped up and sent to Angola. mm mm-hmm. uh, But the thing is, if those people survive then you've trained an activist to shoot guns yeah it it might come back to get
1: you they might not be as peaceful as they once were
0: so that brings us to the mfa the armed forces movement
1: oh not not master of fine arts
0: (laughs) then we come back to people who spent a lot of money at art school
1: (laughs) all their money (laughs) all of it
0: So, yeah, the the Portuguese military was full of young officers unhappy with the regime. Uh, This movement started as the captain's movement in the early 70s, but it expanded uh, throughout the ranks a bit to the point where they had to change the name. Dang it. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't just from these conscripted people. It's also a lot of folks that were just generally unhappy, and then you see the war firsthand, you're going to get even less happy. These were bad wars, badly managed, and uh, for no real purpose. Yeah. Uh, The the big motivation was just this nationalist fervor that, no, these are Portuguese people. They will remain Portuguese holdings. Look, we, we even call them overseas provinces now. They're just totally Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Do not listen to the ones that say, actually, we're Angolans and we're going to shoot you to prove it. No, no, no. They're Portuguese. Trust me.
1: Not if they don't want to be.
0: These dissatisfied folks also had pretty strong connections to uh, the Portuguese Communist Party and the Socialist Party.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, even though it was illegal to belong, uh, the Communist Party still boasted about two to 3,000 members at this point.
1: It's a good amount for it's a good being amount illegal.
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Things really kicked off when General Spinola, a uh, conservative career officer, uh, was was made vice chief of the Defense Council of the Armed Forces and then from that position uh, started working on a book called uh, Portugal and the Future or Portugal e o Futuro. Uh, I apologize again. <laughs> Another language I don't
1: speak. Uh, you're doing better than I would.
0: <laughs> but uh, the, the thrust of this book was that the only way out of these wars was not a military solution, but a political one. Uh, we can't get out unless we stop fighting and talk to these people. Mm. Uh, he got fired for that. Oh, uh, but well, I
1: guess being fired is better than being like shot.
0: I guess. I, <laughs> but it, it, this is the point where the MFA began planning a coup in earnest to force an end to the colonial wars. Because, like, even the top military officers are saying what is obvious to everyone, but yeah. the government is not listening to them. Yeah. The government needs to change.
1: Like, no, no one is supporting what you're doing.
0: <laughs> so that brings us to the 25th of April, the Carnation Revolution. It all happened in a day. In a day. Oh, one, one day. One day.
1: Dang, they know how to get down to business.
0: So let's go through the timeline, shall we? Okay. So about 11 o'clock on the 24th, I guess we're stretching the definition of one day, so sue me.
1: 24-hour period?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, more or less. Uh, a radio station plays Paulo de Carvalho's "Et de Poids. Oh, that would be the French. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> E depois do adeus, uh, which was Portugal's entry to that year's Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, Eurovision. That's right. Yeah. They did not do well. They were tied for last uh, with this song. But of all the songs of that year, I think it's the one that has the most enduring place in history. Because it was the signal to uh, everyone in MFA that tonight was the night.
1: Oh. Oh, (laughs) that's a good way to get the signal out. Yeah, yeah. Like... Competition that everyone in Europe's watching.
0: <laughs> hey, remember this song? It didn't do so hot in the judging, but click. We still like it. <laughs> but everybody in the know, that now they know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a song about the end of a relationship and, like, endings in general.
2: Ah. So, like,
0: the, the subtext sort of fit. Uh, just past midnight on the 25th, so about an hour after that song plays, another song on another station uh came on Grandola Villa Morena a folk song by uh Zeca Alfonso Z- Zeca Alfonso is a folk singer who uh had very political content to his works like folk singers tended to have in yeah. the 1970s yeah. yeah yeah so he was often censored but this song was okay
2: okay
0: uh like the, it was allowed to be on the air it would not have raised any eyebrows ex- unless you were in the know because this was the signal to enact the plan.
1: Okay, I got what. Like, I love this. I yeah. love that this is their method. But what? What if, like, I don't know. Did they just know no one was going to play this song unless? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously they probably had, like, insider people here. Mm-hmm. But, like, what about the other radio stations? What if one <laughs> played it, like, three hours earlier? And, like, they're like, but we're not ready.
0: <laughs> well, that's what the first song is. You better get ready. We're overthrowing the government. You should always be ready.
1: But what if, like, they would have been switched? Yeah. You know? Well, then
0: then that's not the signal.
1: But there's just a lot to, like, interpret in these signals, I feel like. And a lot of, like, (laughs) if it was me, I'd be like, wait, was that it? Or is that a mistake? Was that it? Was that a mistake? Was that? Well, let's wait. Okay, wait. (laughs) Is this this is a different radio station so is this a signal or is this not the signal I don't what do you, hey Fred do you think this is a signal Yeah Yeah
0: noted Portuguese militant <laughs> Fred
1: Well it's short for a much more Portuguese version of a longer name that I don't know what it I unfortunately am not super familiar with popular Portuguese names I apologize
0: So by 3 a.m. MFA forces had captured major media outlets a lot of radio stations television stations Uh, As they move their way from outlying military bases into Lisbon, into the capital city. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lisbon airport is in the middle of being taken. Military and secret police targets are are being encircled. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: At 4.20 a.m., which is where that comes from, you know. Really? No, it's not. (laughs)
1: Oh, damn it. That would have been great.
0: At 4.20 a.m., the MFA broadcasts its first message to the people.
1: I will, I will give it a go. So, the Portuguese armed forces appeal to all the inhabitants of Lisbon to stay at home and to remain as calm as possible. We sincerely hope that the seriousness of the hour will not be saddened by personal injuries. We therefore appeal to the good sense of all military commanders to avoid any confrontation with the armed forces. Apart from being unnecessary, such action would only create or aggravate serious divisions between Portuguese people, which must be avoided at all costs. It is because of our concern to spare Portuguese blood that we are appealing for a civic spirit. All medical personnel, especially those in hospitals, should hold themselves ready to give help, though it is hope that this will not be needed. To all political and military forces, the command advises maximum caution to avoid any action which may be dangerous. It is not our intention to shed blood unnecessarily, but if we meet provocation, we shall deal with it. Man, they're so polite.
0: It's a very polite revolution.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, these messages that would hit all these same sort of points, everybody stay home, we're not trying to shoot nobody. If you work at a hospital, maybe you shouldn't get home because some people might get shot, but we're not here to shoot nobody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We would go out every half hour or hour or so all throughout the day. So by 6 a.m., more MFA troops have arrived in Lisbon, uh, they're, they're laying siege on ministry buildings, Lisbon City Hall, uh, the Bank of Portugal. And at 6.30 a.m., a loyalist regime is ordered to engage. Uh, their commander speaks with uh, Captain Maya of the MFA and joins MFA instead.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Over the rest of the morning, that keeps happening. <laughs> All of these uh, forces are given orders to fire on them, move against the MFA, but they just don't. Uh, There's a ship out on NATO exercises that's ordered to, you know, turn around and start shelling uh, MFA lines. And they're just like, nah, dude, no. (laughs) Nice. Uh, The 1145 AM broadcast says the time for national liberation has arrived and claims MFA is in control of the country. And they basically are. Yeah. Like, uh, like all earlier broadcasts, it includes a warning for people to stay in their homes, but they don't. Uh, everybody's
1: well, yeah, you're coming like... out.
0: They're filling the streets. They can see what's happening. Uh, civilians are, are uh, just chanting victory over and over again and taking the chance, to, just, just like feeling the elation of this oppression being shaken off of them. And so they start bringing soldiers food and drinks and cigarettes And flowers. Government buildings were near the flower market. Carnations were in season.
2: Ah.
0: And so the most enduring image from the day is civilians putting carnation stems in the rifle barrels of soldiers because they weren't going to use them for anything else. Yeah. Uh, An almost entirely non-violent coup. Yeah. In the coming days, like, this... Became a really popular trend, right? Yeah. So in the coming days, they ran out of carnations. Oh man! And so, uh, to, to keep things rolling, they imported some from Holland.
1: Oh, you gotta have your carnations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Otherwise, it's just the revolution.
1: Yeah, and that you know you need it to stand out. Carnations. Mm-hmm.
0: So 4:15 p.m. The secret police headquarters still stand, are still held by DGE, who begin firing on the troops outside killing four the only deaths in this revolution wow now that building eventually falls uh of course having held it for so long through the day dg had plenty of time to burn their files their dossiers of course they did. dispose of everything they could and it took over a week to open all the locked rooms
1: man they got a lot of
0: locks they got some heavy duty locks they're very secretive police dang uh, after seven hours of being surrounded in a military base, Prime Minister Caetano surrendered to General Spinoza at in, around 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 6.45, the secret police, the Portuguese Legion, and Portuguese Youth, which were paramilitary organizations. The Portuguese Legion was modeled on uh, the Italian black shirts. The Portuguese Youth were basically Hitler Youth, but for Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not that fascist, right? Come on, guys. I
1: don't think you can ever call something, like, country youth. (laughs) Ever. Like, you can't, like... The Boy
0: Scouts of America.
1: Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a little
0: different. It has the potential to be.
1: It has the potential to be. I mean,
0: it's not an arm of the government. Okay. There is that.
1: Girl Scouts, very different, though. (laughs) Like... There's a lot less, like, religion and Mm -hmm. national pride.
0: That is true, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, all disbanded by law. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like day one. Bop. Uh, Around 11 o'clock p.m., paratroopers arrive at uh, Caxias Prison. I'm not sure how the X is pronounced in Portuguese. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Cassius
0: prison perhaps
1: X X is one of those letters because it doesn't come up a lot It's It's a wild card It's a wild card in pretty much any language
0: uh, These paratroopers Liberate the prison From DGE and liberate the Political prisoners inside Uh, There are Stories from prisoners inside Who are like when the paratroopers came I knew I was going to get killed (laughs) Because The reputation Was that paratroops were the most, like, loyal troops uh, of, you know, the, the military. Oh. So if they're coming, it, it's not the MFA. It's, like, the loyalist military. I'm out. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it happened. That's not it. That's not it. So at 11.45 p.m., just under the deadline for it still to be on Revolution Day, another law is passed forcing the resignation of Estado Novo leadership. Huh. And so in one... Nearly bloodless day. I'm I'm sorry that we had this big revolution, but there's no real uh, uh, tragedy or incredible <laughs> gruesome death. That for doesn't you.
1: have to happen.
0: You're darn right, it doesn't. Look look to these folks. But
1: yeah. I might have been shouting blood at the Jaws video game, but it doesn't mean I need to have it.
0: <laughs> Just means Jaws does that. How he that's how he recharges his health meter. Yeah, he needs blood. But of course, that's only one day. There's a whole lot of other history left.
2: Yeah, between I'm sure. there
0: and Portugal, the stable, democratic uh, uh, nation we now know it as.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so, Caetano fled to Brazil and never returned. The media went to work one day with you know a government censor striking out paragraphs or entire you know stories to not go in the paper. Yeah, or crossing out. Uh, words in headlines that then uh, completely reverse the whole meaning of the headline. Yeah. Go to work the next day. Not there. Ooh. Uh, this feeling of liberation uh, everywhere. Uh, communist and socialist leaders return from their exile uh, while other leaders uh, return to their lives from prison. Yeah. Uh, while regime leaders and DGE were put in the prison cells that they used to guard, that they <sighs> used to fill. Of course, it, this is the 25th, so one week later is May Day, and the Portuguese Communist Party paraded in the streets, free and open, for the first time. Oh, boy. Joining in international solidarity, as a communist is wont to do. hmm Power passed to Spinola and the rest of the National Salvation Junta, the JSN. There's a lot of uh, acronyms today. Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of them.
0: Uh, a body of seven military leaders appointed to maintain stability and the goals of the revolution until a civilian government could be established. hmm Now, like I said, when he came out the first time, Spinola was a conservative guy at the end of the day. Uh, at the head of a movement that was moving farther and farther to the left all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so they were nationalizing the media, the banking, and other industries. All while he was like, I just wanted to end the war. Uh, this is.
1: <laughs> I didn't sign up for all this.
0: You guys are way too socialist for me. Uh, so while Spinola believed the wars had to stop, he also believed the colonies should maintain ties to Portugal. He he was a believer in that point of view. He recommended colonial citizens vote on independence and hoped they would stay in sort of like a, a federation mm. of of Portuguese nations. But the MFA and the junta were really set on granting independence outright. Just like, you want it, here it is, we wash our hands, let's all take care of ourselves from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Spinola resigns at the end of September. Ah. Uh, he gets replaced at the top of the junta by a guy named Gomez. Uh, there's plenty to say about Gomez, but I didn't include it. Like like with all of our episodes, I hope this encourages people to learn uh, for themselves. Yeah, We have but one hour's Terry with you. <laughs> <laughs> but through this all, it's the MFA itself that is... I would say to credit for making a democratic Portugal. They're, they're a moderating force that relied on the goodwill they gained from overthrowing Caetano and building relationships with the people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they remain dedicated to decolonization, democracy and development. The three D's they yeah, called them. Yeah. Triple D. They, they did the three
1: mighty ducks.
0: They did the triple D just like Emilio Estevez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. They really need to like remake that movie with uh
0: Joshua Jackson, Joshua Jackson
1: as as the coach and Amelia Estevez as as like Han in the pro shop fixing the skates.
0: Mhm. Giving wisdom.
1: I just want it so bad. Disney, please make this happen. Mm-hmm. Please. Not that there's, Disney is listening to us, obviously. They would have sued us a long time ago about my Disney episodes, probably.
0: No, no. They would have given us free park passes. Oh! Like I say, uh, by, by continuing the aims of the revolution, one thing they did was putting down a right-wing counter-revolution uh, on March 11, 1975. Uh, this was backed by Spinola, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, uh, well, if you overthrew the government with the military can do that, too. I am the military. At least I was. So, like, come on. Come on. On April 25th, 1975, the, the, the one-year anniversary, mm-hmm. there was the first free and open election that Portugal had seen for about half a century.
2: hmm
0: The uh, constituent assembly election. The point was to elect a body that would write a constitution. Mm-hmm. Over 91% of uh, eligible voters turned out. That is a record.
1: Like ever in the world?
0: It's certainly a record in Portugal. I think one source said it was a record in, like, the West, in Western democracy even.
1: We don't get that here.
0: No, no, not even 50. It was a multi-party result. The Socialist Party came out on top with around 37% of votes. The Social Democrats came in second with about a quarter,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they are the major, like, center-right party today, the Social Democrats. Since this is a leftist revolution, after all, every party's name is more left-wing than their actual beliefs. <laughs> nice. At, at the time of this election, the Socialist Party was a socialist party. Today, they're kind of center-left... Mm-hmm. pro-capitalist people but they still call themselves the socialist party uh-huh that's that's how it goes yeah. on november 25th 1975 uh mfa put down a communist coup it's like y'all are getting a little too liberal democratic come on let's let's be communist come on <laughs> bunch of communists did it the first time let's just be more communist let's, please come on but yeah e- even though the mfa was a leftist body they're like no 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 we're stable now. No, no more coups. We, we did the last coup. We're done.
1: We're done cooing. No more cuckoos.
0: So, but no more cuckoo kachube.
1: Nope. nope. None of that.
0: <laughs> the national animal of Portugal is not the walrus. It's not the Eggman either. What is it? I don't know.
1: Well, you brought it up.
0: By July 1975, the colonies were all officially independent. Of course, what this means is a whole lot of people coming back to Portugal, Mm -hmm. uh, between 500,000 and a million refugees returning uh, to the Iberian Peninsula from Africa mostly, but also East Timor, Macau, etc. Yeah. They are known as the Retornados, although apparently that's sort of a, a derogatory term. They prefer to just be called refugees. It's been 40 years. I don't know how open those wounds are.
1: Yeah, what the thought is now.
0: Right. So just as sort of like a PS, uh, Angola fell into a civil war between the US and USSR-backed forces. Uh, Mozambique would, would also be host to a Cold War proxy war uh, a few years later. Uh, East Timor was immediately annexed by Indonesia and did not become actually independent until 1999. Aww. It was a clean break, but not a very – it wasn't clean for the colonies, shall we say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of just been like, okay, this is happening, the, and good luck.
0: The colonized world in the middle of the Cold War, like – A lot of rhetoric for independence and self-determination, but really, you're all just pawns in in the Kissinger game. Uh, Deal with it. Yeah. So in 1976, on time, two years after the revolution, uh, the assembly delivers their constitution that they had been working on.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, The constitution committed the government to workers' rights and a socialist economy. With quotes like uh, saying the, the object of the republic was to ensure the transition to socialism. And uh, urging the state to socialize the means of production and abolish the exploitation of man by man. The original uh, constitution is a highly, highly ideological document. Yeah. Uh, it provided a place for the MFA, uh, making the military basically another branch of government. Uh, The Revolutionary Council, which is what the body they set up was called, uh, would advise the president on not only military matters, but also all sorts of governance, uh, and had the ability to review any laws to make sure that they would not go against the goals of the revolution. The the military was the vanguard of this uh, socialist democracy that it had built. Uh Uh-huh. So, Portugal today. Yeah. Yeah. That constitution has been amended several times. It is now much less ideological. And uh, as the whole world moved toward that neoliberal consensus of the 80s, 90s, and to today, mm-hmm. uh, that came up so much in the Cochabamba episode. Yes. Uh, that, that's a global trend. And so it, it is reflected in the amendments to the Portuguese constitution pretty clearly, actually. Uh, the Revolutionary Council has been replaced by separate bodies for each of those functions. There is now a, a constitutional court of review that does that, and there is a military council to advise on military matters, but they are separate things. Uh-huh. And like I said at the top of the episode, the government has been stably democratic since uh, 1976, since that constitution was improved. Uh, parliament is currently controlled by a minority government with the Socialist uh, Party supported by uh, their allies to the left – Shout out to Blocko. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up some things about contemporary Portugal, and yeah. that is where my sympathies lie, personally. Yeah. Blocko.
1: Blocko. Uh. <laughs> Blocko sounds like a video game character. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is Blocko a block, or does Blocko interact with blocks in the video game?
1: <sighs> Blocko is. A block that interacts with other blocks in a world made of blocks.
0: So you've invented Minecraft.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's much cuter and yeah, it makes yeah, more yeah. sense. And um, Blocko sometimes goes to other worlds, like uh, SquareO. <laughs> oh,
0: that—that's the retro two D version.
1: Yeah, and uh, sees the the triangles.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. This, this sounds like. coolness.
0: This sounds like the Flatland thought experiment turned into like some sort of anti racist after school special. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Freedom Day is a national holiday uh, celebrated every April 25th with parades and concerts and yes, people wearing carnations.
1: Good. I'm glad the carnations stuck around.
0: Uh, There was a Salazar Bridge, and uh, really quickly after uh, the revolution, it was renamed 25th of April Bridge.
1: Like, I'm glad they renamed it. That's got to be confusing. Like, what if you're like, okay, we're going to meet on the 25th of April, on the 24th of April?
0: Well, you just have to play the Eurovision song, and then everyone (laughs) knows the signal.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then you got to play the other song on a different radio station. So everyone knows, yes, that was the signal. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'd still be (laughs) questioning, wait, what day am I supposed to go to this bridge?
0: April captains is a film that came out in the year 2000 about the revolution. Uh, It's centered on a small group of characters, especially uh, Captain Maya, uh, the commander of the the MFA forces in like the government square of Lisbon. Mm -hmm. You know, the, when Loyalist troops were like, actually, no, we turn ourselves in. We're with you now. They were turning themselves in mostly to Captain Maya. Ah. Uh, it, it did win the uh, Portuguese Golden Globe for Film of the Year oh, in 2000.
1: That's that's good, mm-hmm. I assume. Yes.
0: It's good for the people who made the movie. I I,
1: well, I don't know how that falls on like Portuguese like film awards. Like, is that considered like an Oscar or is that like a People's Choice Award?
0: (laughs) I believe it is the highest honor in the Portuguese film industry.
1: Okay, cool. So awesome! That's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: And even if it was a People's Choice Award, that's still good. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's just there's tears here. I
0: guess. I guess
1: there are tears.
0: Mostly tears of joy as, as everyone took to the streets in this bloodless revolution. Uh, just there's a point in the history of this authoritarian regime where nobody was down with it anymore and it all the dominoes fell in in a very swift and peaceful way. Yeah. So, darling, what have you learned?
1: Uh I I've learned a lot. Yeah, I've, I I did not know about this. <laughs> did not know about the the Carnation Revolution.
0: Mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad earlier today, uh, and he asked what uh, our next episode was going to be about, and I told him, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know about that." And like, my dad lived through 1974. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he was watching the news, and nah,
1: didn't know. I yeah, so I I just I didn't know about any of it. It's really like amazing that it was so quick and mm-hmm. not bloody and it- i'm i'm ashamed to say i don't know a lot about portuguese history unfortunately
0: mm-hmm. uh i mean vasco de Gama and um it's about it uh, <laughs> but no one thing that i thought was interesting is that the the u.s state department was also caught by surprise like you know the ambassador to Portugal, people working in, like, the embassy. Yeah. Didn't see this coming.
1: They're just like, oh, one
0: One day there's a bunch of tanks going down the road alongside the train. They're like, oh, must be maneuvers. Wait a minute, the government changed.
1: <laughs> Things happened.
0: And uh, actually the, the U.S. government was really, really paranoid about what might happen. A, a right-wing government was toppled. Obviously, they're going to be communists, and, and now the, the whole balance of power in the Cold War has changed, right? That That is the fear in the Nixon White House.
1: Yeah, they were scared of everything becoming a communist.
0: It does That's seem, a
1: communist chicken over there!
0: It does seem to be the natural change from a, a repressive right-wing dictatorship, <laughs> especially when the, the most organized political party is the Communist Party.
1: I suppose... They're also a bit paranoid.
0: It took uh, Senator Ted Kennedy visiting Portugal and seeing what was going on and going back and reporting to the Senate for the U.S. to be like, Yeah, I I guess we can support this revolution. They're doing okay. (laughs) Things are better there. And if we don't support them, then they will become an anti-U.S. regime. So.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I, I just really like this story uh, as a story of that that spontaneous change that is primed to happen, and then when it does, it seems so sudden, even when like Maybe it, it couldn't have happened any other way, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you don't gradually overthrow a, a despot with a, a secret police network.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be sudden and you know, with radio stations. <laughs>
0: Yes, and and with secret pop music.
1: Yes. Why did they pick those songs? Uh, or why did they pick the Eurovision song?
0: Well, I, I think the Eurovision song makes sense as a symbol of Portugal, that this this was, uh, it wasn't an anti-nationalist movement so much as it was, our nation could be so much better mm-hmm. than this. We are still for Portugal, yeah. but for a, a better Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. And so choosing a symbol of, you know, a a peaceful musical breakup song, Portugal, I guess, (laughs) rather than say, you know, the Internationale. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I just didn't know if there was like, I don't know, a a long planned out thing where like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: an insider person wrote that song and like, no, they just thought it it, it, it. was
0: selected rather than seated. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Something that you always hear, right, is that you know revolutions always go too far. They always consume themselves, and what starts in violence cannot end without more violence. But here you see, well, no, there was there was a coup. They they were ready to shoot people, although Mm -hmm. at every turn they said they didn't want to, and and that's how it worked out. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, you can still shoot a gun with a flower stem in it. That doesn't break the thing. But even so, they did commit to democracy and development and decolonization. And and you wonder how many of these captains might have said, you know, when when that leftist coup came through, well, you know what? Yeah. But then they didn't. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the dominant narrative of you know, the the French Revolution must lead to uh, the Reign of Terror and the October Revolution must lead to Stalin. Well, look at the Carnation Revolution. It must lead to a, a stable parliament that everybody kind of gets along with. And, you know, they're, they're having some economic troubles, but who isn't in the year 2017? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's just 2017.
0: So I guess with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break and be back with your mail time. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Did you enjoy the break? Oh, yes. Because you were playing with the dog a lot? I was.
1: I was. She was really <laughs> cute. She, she she always gets really energetic when we record because we're ignoring her. And then she gets really cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Final Gamer writes in, this letter came in after we recorded our, our pirate episode, but before yeah. it went up. So I know he enjoyed that episode because mm-hmm. just about everything in this email is something we said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his his favorite pirates are uh, Anne Bonnie, and Mary Reed. What? And their uh, good friend Calico Jack Rackham. Mm-hmm. And and tells the story of how they were taken and uh, avoided the noose by pleading pregnancy. Yeah. But adds uh, one little detail that I enjoy. And Bonnie's last words to Rackham were, Had you fought like a man, you need not have hanged like a dog. Yeah. And that's hardcore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: So thanks very much, Final Gamer.
1: Sarah sent an email that said, Elena!
0: In all caps. In
1: all caps. It's very exciting. Uh, writing in about uh, something we had talked about previously. Long time ago. Long time ago, we talked about these these crazy uh, CTA, the the transit here in Chicago. They had these ads that were like, basically how to behave well yeah. while riding public transit. And they're always really funny. Uh, and pointed out a new one. That's, don't create an emergency and has, like, a guy dramatically falling out of the train when someone pulled the emergency lever. And I don't think I've actually seen this one yet. Have you seen it? I don't think so. I don't think I've seen it. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it. So thank you for letting me know, Sarah.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Joanne shared some pictures of Actual souvenirs from the 1933 World's
1: Fair. Really cool. Uh,
0: She was out visiting her mother, who has some framed uh, uh, drawings made as souvenirs. Yeah. I mean, today you go to like Navy Pier and you get yourself with a really big head and a tennis racket. Yeah. These are way cooler than that. These
1: are so nice. Incredible.
0: And the the people depicted in them are Joanne's family, and that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing.
1: David sent us an email. And David, thank you so much for tuning in to Gextra Life. Uh mm-hmm. last episode we talked that we were going to be uh we we're gearing up for Gextra Life. Uh Extra Life is a video game marathon, uh for 24 hours play video games to raise money for a Children's Miracle Network hospital. Mm-hmm. And we did that last weekend to raise money for uh Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint, Michigan. And we were extremely successful. Mm-hmm.
0: We have uh, we've... raised, so far, $32,000. Yes. Donations are still open until year's end.
1: Yes, so if you missed it uh, and you'd like to donate, you can still do that. If you want to watch it and you missed it, we're uh, going to be having some archive videos go uh-huh. up.
0: The the whole 24-hour VOD is available on Twitch, uh, and uh, we are working on getting those in bite-sized chunks on YouTube soon. yeah.
1: Uh, But David, thank you so much for joining us. That is pretty amazing that you joined during Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger, while you were in Tasmania. Like, (laughs) cool.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's exactly the same.
1: And I'm also really hoping that uh, David's Millerite way of consulting the Bible is true for what he thinks our our final amount of money will be.
0: Yeah, $35,450.51. Yes,
1: I really hope that's true.
0: I, w- I would love to see the process for coming to this. I, I know. I I'm need curious. to see your chart with like five different uh, dragons and Circling. citations from the Book of Ezekiel.
1: Yeah, we'd like to see this. Some photocopies, <laughs> please. Um, but David also an- uh, answered some past prompts. Um, favorite pirate currently is the wrestler Kyrie
0: Hojo. Kyrie Hojo. Kyrie
1: Hojo. Should I know what that is? Who that is? Probably not. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, shout out to Whitebeard from One Piece.
0: Yeah, people love that One Piece. People do.
1: Favorite prophecy was going to be, uh, Millerites and other failed biblical prophecies. And David added a story on, which probably wasn't true, but heard (laughs) that, uh, there was a Millerite who had such faith that Jesus was coming back and was going to appear exactly at midnight on the certain day that he jumped off his roof right at midnight because Jesus was going to save him didn't happen. Didn't go so well. Oh, Yeah. Our favorite detective is Columbo. Favorite summer event is the Edinburgh Fringe Festival.
0: Yeah, it's a good one.
1: And also David sent some pictures of their cat.
0: That's a good it's kitty a good you got kitty. Got there. I
1: like it. The
0: cat is named Stinky. Stinky. I don't know how accurate it is because we only have pictures. Yeah. But it's a good cat. Thanks, David. Uh, James... In his last letter, forgot one more favorite fictional pirate. Uh, the whole Kaizoku Sentai Go Kaiger team. These are a-, a recent Sentai season, and they're, they're also pirates. Nice. They're-, they're Power Ranger pirates. Power
1: Ranger pirates.
0: Uh, but James also has a plug. Uh, he's taken advice that came from others via us in our C2E2 recap uh-huh. show uh to just go ahead and pull the trigger on littlest pet cast a recap show about littlest pet shop because it's a weird show and james wants to share that weirdness with the world so uh yeah you'll you'll find a link to littlest pet cast down in the show notes thank you very much james and congratulations and good luck to you
1: yeah
0: uh that's it for the letters we got
1: yeah because we didn't have a prompt Staring at you, staring at you.
0: And if you would like to send us a letter that you might want to get read on the show, or you've got a question, or a comment, or a story, or you're answering the prompt if there happens to be one.
1: Or you want to tell me, uh, send animal pictures?
0: We love animal pictures. What Whatevs. Those go
1: to... podcast at gmail.com.
0: That's right. And speaking of prompts, do you have one then, Missy?
1: Um...
0: Not so easy, is it?
1: I would like
0: huh, what you got
1: to know. I guess if you have a favorite historical house.
0: Favorite historical house. Nice. Or just
1: like a cool historical house story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: again, those go to podcast at gmail.com. Uh you can also hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm.
1: And those are all at History Honeys.
0: And while you're getting in touch with us, why not help us grow and blossom and bloom? Uh, leaving like us
1: carnations! Like
0: carnations. Be a revolutionary.
1: Start the History Honeys revolution right now.
0: With a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, it, it really helps us you know, go up in the rankings and recommendations. And plenty of people have found us that way. Mm-hmm. We want to keep that ball rolling. Yes. And thank you so much.
1: Oh, and you should tell a friend. Yeah, I almost forgot about that again. Uh so yeah, tell word of mouth really helps. Uh many of you have gotten family members and friends mm-hmm. to join
0: us, which is really awesome. I'm sure every barista in America <laughs> and Portugal has heard about the show.
1: I should really start like telling baristas when i'm getting coffee like oh by the way really busy starbucks person who has no time to talk to me you should check out my podcast
0: over the last two weeks my dad finally started listening
1: my, uh, one of the ladies in the dog park, uh, asked about things. Oh, Yeah, I don't think they listened, but they asked.
0: Uh, again, I'd like to encourage everyone to check out Gextra Life, and also, like we mentioned last episode, uh, Mark Soloff's book currently in an Inkshares contest, The Silent Scream of Melania Trump.
1: Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it.
0: I guess that's it. Uh, once again, thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Grant.
1: I'm Elena. And
0: history's better with, with your, your honey. honey.